0: Okay, let's do it.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. Lucy's in bed and this is This Family Tree Podcast, episode 13.
0: Mm, lucky 13.
1: That was my basketball number growing up. I love the number 13. Italians find it lucky. I don't know who else is lucky for, but I know it's lucky for Italians. And bikers, I guess.
0: Are you pregnant or not? I don't think so. No, why not?
1: I don't feel pregnant. Why? Um... With the last pregnancy, within like a week and a half, I was really nauseous, Mm -hmm. really nauseous. And I was like that when I had Lucy too, really nauseous. Um, I was also um, like immediately um, averse to chicken and the thought of chicken disgusted me.
0: Even Chick- lose Halloween costume?
1: <laughs> Clearly, chickens don't disgust me right now. I'm into chickens right now. I'm into chicken, chicken wings, chicken costumes.
0: Did bop, you bop. say baby lose in bed?
1: Baby lose in bed. Yes, you I said, said it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Working on those t-shirts, by the way.
1: <laughs> baby losing in yeah. bed t-shirt. Oh yeah. I like it. I'd wear it. Do you think I'm pregnant?
0: No, you look a little, uh, a little skinny to be pregnant. You know what I mean?
1: Get out of here. What? Are you. It has no impact on your weight
0: in I, the first. No, I know it doesn't your weight, but the way you look.
1: Oh, right. Because like oh, the water retention and. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like if I go out drinking all night, the next morning, <laughs> I look very skinny because I'm so dehydrated. Yeah. You thought I was going to say the opposite. I thought, you thought gonna I was going to say bloated. Yep. It's a little misdirection for you. Hey. It's a comedy thing, but you're drinking the mom wine. You got the hashtag mom life on your cup there.
1: I don't know what it was supposed to say. It looks like it came off, but this kind of goes it, it, into. It said mom life. Mom life or mom wine?
0: No, that's or an mom L. time. Hashtag mom. That's an L. I don't I think it ever said mom F-E. life. Okay, but you're drinking wine tonight, yes. guilt-free.
1: Yes, I'm gonna have a glass. Um, I don't think I'm pregnant, and if I am, a glass isn't going to cause any negative impact whatsoever. So Mm guilt-free, guilt-free and much needed. Shane and I spent the entire day cleaning, which is anybody who knows me, uh, something I am not good at, something that does not come naturally to me at all. And I spent six hours, which is a record for me, cleaning the house. I went through every damn drawer in the kitchen, took everything out, put it back in, organized, and I'm feeling pretty good about it, but I am exhausted.
0: Well, one of the reasons I was thinking you might be pregnant, if I was to uh, have a vote for, like if, let's say my brain is comprised of five people, one of them would put a vote to, you're pregnant, because you were acting, I don't use the term bitch, I just, I'm not like that, I've never (laughs) called a woman a bitch, but you were in the realm of annoyed today.
1: Yeah, I'm very emotional, that, but here's the other thing, like I'm. What got you so
0: emotional, The, the organizing the Tupperware? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no But I, I'm not Okay while I am feeling emotional right now And in general today I'm not feeling emotional To the extent that I was During the last pregnancy It's more so, of
0: an apathy
1: What do you mean What, like, what am I apathetic to
0: life you're just like <laughs> here i am sorting through tupperware and i could be pregnant right now so what do you do it's that is maybe
1: maybe that's how i was feeling today i think
0: i think that's i think i know you pretty well and i think that's exactly how you were feeling
1: but honestly when i was pregnant the last pregnancy i was uh crying every two seconds i was like feeling so emotional but and more
0: on the happy tip more, now you're like no fuck more, you. you no,
1: no no more on the happy tip but like I was reading a news piece to my to my class about um, residential schools Uh, and then the kids were asking what residential schools were and they were in grade three. So I had to explain the horrors that were residential schools and I had, you know, like I was trying to get them to feel it. And then I started crying in front of a class of grade threes. They were Mm. like terrified. They're like, what's wrong with this person? I don't have emotions like that right now. But I am still feeling a lot. However, ever since I had Lucy, I've just been feeling everything more than I would have mm-hmm. before I had Lou.
0: But this, today, I'm we're not... I'm very feely. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Moving on, though. Today is a zero call-in episode.
1: Yeah, zero call-in episode. So we had a couple um, people saying, hey, you and Change to do an episode where it's just you two. Uh, which, Did people
0: actually say that? Yeah. I thought somebody just said, like, you guys always think that we don't like the banter. But we do. And nope. we were like, how about this?
1: <laughs> well, that was one of them. No, I had a couple like that. I had a couple mm-hmm. saying, can you do an episode where it's just you guys? Uh, so we don't know if we'll like it. We don't know how it'll go. But uh, here's the trying. We'll and check
0: the downloads. You can always tell. like The downloads don't lie.
1: Well, the thing is you might need to do it twice Because then you might have people checking it out the first time Saying, ooh, I like this And then more downloading the second time So we might have to do the no call-ins two weeks in a row I
0: don't know And then go back
1: to regular format
0: Okay, but we do have write-in questions We do have write-in questions Or topics, I should say Yes Right? It's topics for the most part?
1: Yeah Uh, No, questions for the most part So should we just hit it then?
0: Banter done. Opening banter done. That segment's done. And now let's do the questions. I do
1: feel like I'm like five seconds away from crying. I don't know why. And I felt like this like all afternoon. Hmm. Just to add a little more banter. I Just think, talking about emotions. I can't I, get off that in my head now.
0: I think it's because you don't like doing cleaning work. No. And you were like, here I am wasting a Saturday.
1: And no, no. I didn't feel like I was wasting a Saturday. I Saturday. I feel good about what we got done. I feel like we got a lot done. And it is so necessary to do. But I'm just like, I don't know. I, I am feeling a little weird right now.
0: I f- was feeling emotional. Why? Have you seen that car? Do you know how hard it was? To go- <laughs> Shane
1: cleaned my car today.
0: <laughs> and it, not just a car. It wasn't just any person's car. It wasn't like a college kid's car. It was like five frat boys <laughs> living in a car <laughs> that I had to clean. And uh, like, it, did it feel weird driving in it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't like parking in parking lots. I'd often find like... If I'm parking in a school parking lot, which I have to do every day for work, mm-hmm. I would park in like the farthest corner where nobody else wants to park in mm-hmm. because it's too far to walk, especially in the cold weather. That's where I park.
0: That's interesting insight, but that's not what I was asking. Oh. I, that's, <laughs> okay, no, no, that's, I
1: park that far away because I'm embarrassed about it. Oh, I know.
0: That's interesting. Yes. That's good to know. That's why I didn't want to stop you. But I was asking, did it feel weird to park without all that stuff in it?
1: Oh, without it.
0: Like, yeah. just now when I
1: went to my parents' house. Yeah.
0: Was it like, oh, this is a new car, or I feel like I have a little self-respect for myself? Uh,
1: I just pulled up to my parents' house. They were having a little soiree, and uh, all their friends are are pretty loaded. Everybody had a nice car. So I felt like, not that I was one of them, because we have, like, a 2009 Honda Fit that doesn't have automatic anything, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not even automatic locks. Uh, but I did feel like I was one step up than mm-hmm. we were prior.
0: Well, the back seats are still crusted with... Uh, Oh, the cat's here. (laughs) Okay, grab her. I'll finish this. This It's just me, Shane, talking to you guys while Alex puts the cat away. Baby Lou is in bed, and uh, the cat is... We should add the cat is in the room to Baby Lou's in bed. Baby Lou's in bed, the cat is in the room. And we are so glad you joined us for happy hour.
1: <laughs> it would be a good reminder to put her in the room if we haven't already. Mm-hmm. Do I have cat hair on my lips?
0: I'm just relieved to know that's cat hair. Uh,
1: <laughs> white? Are you suggesting I'm keeping an old man in the office?
0: No. I'm saying you're getting older. Oh. So you could theoretically have a white mustache. <laughs> not that you grow... You do. Okay, I'll tell the audience. She does not grow uh, facial hair.
1: Actually... When I was pregnant with Lucy, I had uh, one hair coming like out of here. It was like blonde, but it was really annoying. So I just kept having to pluck it.
0: Hmm.
1: That's not bad. Uh,
0: like life. my sister had like a full beard in high school.
1: It happens. Mm-hmm.
0: But she's 6'4, 220. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been picking up my sister the last two weeks. I have to apologize. She, does she's not, very sweet. she did not have a beard, and uh, I am probably the dud in uh, the brosis relationship if
1: you're if very anyone... similar
0: what i was just saying that to be nice am i actually similar to tiff
1: you guys have a lot of similar qualities um <laughs> let's hear it <laughs> the look she's no let's hear it um no well you guys both have the same work ethic uh like tiff just took on like three extra jobs and she's literally working seven days a week now and all her free time is gone shane has his nine to five in toronto that he commutes for and then he's involved in three podcasts that podcast regularly his main podcast michael much uh, podcast twice a week and like it's insane you you work so much And you work so hard and, and Tiff is the same You guys are the same like that And you guys are the same In uh, a lot of your little quirks I think you guys are both quirky
0: Okay What quirks?
1: Uh, personality quirks
0: Like uh, Okay That's pretty generic Like what personality quirks?
1: Mood Like uh, But it comes out in different ways Like I think you're both like uh, Quick to react On certain things But you do it in different ways Like Tiff might do it In a more emotional way You might do it in like A more like
0: whew what do you mean
1: um i think well tiff if something happens tiff like takes it very emotionally really quickly without considering it and then i think that sometimes with you you might get like Your back up really quick without really considering it or just, what like what the hell is that supposed to mean that you're quick tempered
0: i'm kidding for a bit- <laughs>
1: I've been really too serious today. No, but,
0: like, something happens and how will I act?
1: Um, kind of like a teenager.
0: How? Like what?
1: Like, uh, you'll just get real defensive.
0: Name something.
1: Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I'll say something and you'll, like, kind of, like, wah, wah, and you'll kind of snap back a little bit. And then it's like, if I was your mother, I'd be like, Shane? Tone? And I'd, like, wag a finger at you, but, uh.
0: Oh, You're my, my husband, God. so I'm well,
1: just like, come on. I was your dad on.
0: today. I'm like, Alex, what, <laughs> you don't seem too happy, honey. What? What's wrong? Nothing. Well, what, what What can I do to make you happy? Are you grumpy? I am a little grumpy. Why are you grumpy? Well, I need this, and then you told me what you needed.
1: Well, I like being a doted on a little. Everybody mm-hmm. does.
0: But no, nobody else would be doing that.
1: No, that's why I uh, have but a But you act
0: like I'm so mean. No, oh the- my
1: gosh. No, I'm not saying you're mean at all. I'm just saying you have a quick temper. You are very loving and very nice and very mm. there for me all the time. But you can be that and you can still be a little bit.
0: Well, you are grumpy all day. At least I'm only like, <laughs> fuck you for 10 seconds. <laughs> but
1: you weren't even like that.
0: I know. I'm exaggerating. But you're, you're more of like a blanketed mood. And I'm more like a lightning bolt.
1: Yes, yes, and we've talked about that before, and we've Mm -hmm. identified. Well, we might
0: have some new listeners getting to know us (laughs) on this very uh, gimmicky, no-collar episode.
1: Uh, No, but I do appreciate uh, when you're being, like, extra, well, Alex, how are you feeling, blah, 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 because Mm -hmm. I did need that at the time, and uh, I I need that sometimes, and I like that. Good. I like to be uh, infantilized sometimes. That
0: sounds very sexual in a weird it's, gross way It's not. you want not. me to treat you like you're an infant
1: no you dummy just like if i'm feeling upset i just like isn't
0: that what infant how no, do i say no, that no, word no. infantilized
1: infantilized now i'm
0: confused <laughs> it sounds like like almost like a phantom of the opera but it's like a baby infantilized yeah
1: um but you and, want it
0: doesn't that the and yeah, root, it's not it's the not. root word is infant of that word yes though.
1: of course but that that uh often refers to how you speak to somebody the tone how you treat them mm-hmm. um the i call way, that like
0: patronizing almost the way when someone's you approach
1: like, something how's my
0: special little guy well
1: maybe if it's done with like not totally pure mm-hmm. love and you have like a little glimmer of oh, this is stupid behind it. And you may have, but you didn't seem like it earlier when you were being like that.
0: You're welcome. Is the opening banter done?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, let's go to the question. This is segment two.
1: All right, so the first question. How did you avoid getting pregnant when Lou was younger? And do you have any insight of natural family planning versus hormone control? Wait, like hormone why is birth that control? question
0: hurting my brain?
1: Okay, so this person wants to know um, if we have any insight to natural family planning or like versus hormone birth control. So that would be me taking the pill or having an IUD or something, or do we use natural family planning, which would be um, having sex uh, and avoiding days when I'm ovulating or things like that. And how did we avoid getting pregnant when Lou was younger? Well, I will, I will tell you because I what, looked up. What, you don't up, want me to do it? No, hold, I looked up the actual word.
0: Pull-out method.
1: Coitus interruptus.
0: Oh, that's just <laughs> as silly as pull-out method. Now I don't feel bad.
1: You no, know, but that's uh, the actual word for it is coitus interruptus, which I think is really Isn't that funny. from like
0: Wile Coyote days or something?
1: <laughs> no, I guess it's something. But isn't that, isn't that a funny way to say it? But it's yeah. correct. So anyway, yeah, that. Because I went off the pill in my early 20s. I started taking it in my late teens. Um, and just the way it screws with your menstrual cycle and your mood and your weight and everything and your hormones, obviously.
0: Well, not the coitus interrupt, but I am a master <laughs> at that. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a comedy show. It's a bit of a comedy <laughs> show.
1: But uh, anyhow, I don't, I went off the pill. I don't like the pill. I haven't been on it for seven years. Um, and I also had to only take progesterone only because of um it interfered with my lupus and migraines and things like that so yeah natural family planning since then via coitus interruptus works like a charm
0: we use the pull-up method (laughs) that's much easier try
1: saying coitus interruptus it's fun
0: coitus interruptus yeah
1: it's it's fine but i would feel like an idiot saying that. oh it's hilarious i'm gonna say it forever now Mm -hmm. it's very funny
0: it's good yeah, it makes me feel infant infantilized. <laughs> what Inf- infantile? In it that makes case, makes me feel infantile. Okay. <laughs> next uh, All topic. Right. So
1: this was from a different person, um, but it goes along the same lines. So they said vasectomies.
0: All they said was vasectomies, and why pluralize that? Can a woman get a vasectomy? I guess they're just saying no. f- tubes tied.
1: Yeah, but they, they want to know in in terms of you. Would we consider a vasectomy,
0: or well, just they said vasectomies though.
1: Yes, but they're not they're not asking about female mm-hmm. tubes tying. They're talking about specifically for yours.
0: Well, we just to be fair, we could do both because <laughs> I heard vasectomy is like ninety nine percent effective. Yeah. But then if you get the tubes tied, I'm sure that ups it.
1: Well, I got to say, after having another baby, I am not doing anything else to my vagina ever. Nothing. Mm.
0: That seems a little selfish, and it's the. F- <laughs> Is the, <laughs> is the fallopian tube in the vagina? Or no, sorry, a part of the vagina.
1: It, Isn't no. it up there? It's up there, but the yeah. va- I think you like I can show you an anatomy book and show you cause, like okay, va- I'm glad
0: you added anatomy book there. No,
1: well, the vagina is one thing, and then the uterus and fallopian tubes and everything are a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would consider you getting a vasectomy, just to throw it out there.
0: What if it makes me less uh, virile?
1: It doesn't. I already researched it. What if it did? It doesn't.
0: What if it did, though? Like, imagine that you're just sitting there, and the doctor came in, and he's like, as you knew, Alex, uh, there was a risk associated with this. If it's successful, it does not make Shane less virile, but this was unsuccessful, and he's going to be less virile.
1: Well, then we're back to where we started. Just kidding. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. But no, um... Obviously, I I would not want that. Sorry, back it up.
0: I don't even get the joke.
1: Oh, I was just, I was making a joke like you weren't virile, but it didn't pan out as I thought in my head. I thought it would sound much cooler. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, but it doesn't. And if it was, like, if there was a high risk of things going wrong Mm -hmm. and there being an issue with that, I would not want to risk that selfishly and for you, obviously. But there isn't a risk. Uh, the only very rare risk is that there is scrotum pain, but this is in less than 1% of men get scrotum pain.
0: Yeah. My dad had a uh, vasectomy.
1: Did he ever complain of scrotum pain?
0: Well, I was very young when he got it, so I wasn't... He wasn't divulging that to me, and I didn't even know to ask.
1: Well, now might be a good time.
0: Can we pause while I text him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> um. Okay, so... All right, the next question. I can't help but be very set with naps. It gives me sanity. How can I be more relaxed about
0: it? Okay, now, is this woman saying for her... Is she, her is she just a napper?
1: <laughs> her kid. Her baby.
0: Okay, because in my other podcast, we were talking about naps. And for some reason, I thought maybe she was like oh. a fan of both uh, podcasts.
1: Well, naps Sorry, you, you, give you take me? the nap thing. Well, I, I'll say adult naps make give me sanity however I don't get them anymore I got one what when did when did I nap last Sunday
0: I don't keep track of your naps
1: I don't know I napped too long I used to nap every single day after work and that was amazing life was great that stopped uh the day I had Lou but I now oh I napped um I only worked half a day earlier this week and I came home and Lou was still at daycare. And I had a two hour nap, and uh, it was the best I felt in a long time. But in regards to kidnaps, kidnaps.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> in revolve, in revolves, oh, now I'm screwed In regards to baby napping. Um,
0: <laughs> baby napping even <laughs> sounds funny now because my mind is about kidnapping.
1: Yeah, baby sleep times during the days. Yeah. Um. All right. So I go through phases of being very set with them. And it, it, I think they're during times of transition. I really want to give Lucy a very um, regimented nap schedule. However, uh, on the odd time that we're going away, like if Shane and I are going to explore on a Saturday, if we're going to a farm, if we're going out of town, you know, I just go into that day thinking, all right, I'm going to be happier if we can just go with the flow and maybe Lucy's sleep will be impacted negatively a little bit and you know what, I'm, dealing, I'm willing to deal with the consequences so that we can have this experience together. And just kind of going into it knowing that things might get screwed up a little bit and that, hey, we'll just roll with the punches if they are, that calms me down a lot. What do you think, Shane?
0: Yeah, you're the nap person. I'm not in yeah. control of Lou's naps. I just listen to what you tell me to do with her
1: thank you um all right the next one mm-hmm. so what are your marriage struggles and growths as your baby gets older
0: marriage struggles yeah so marriage it, struggles does the and marriage growth. struggle have to be related to the baby
1: i think as a in some way impacted by our changing lives so marriage struggles and growth so some things that are harder to do and things that we're getting better at
0: okay you start you start marriage show what's well, hard it's hard for me because it's i'm always like a broken record here it's just about the lack of time but i had mm-hmm. lack of time before lou 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 in some ways has brought us closer together than mm-hmm. taking us apart maybe that's a struggle being around uh, me more
1: not a struggle I will never complain Mm -hmm. about that um as you know I'm like very I like family time more than any time uh and I was like that even when I lived at home with my parents like I loved family time Mm -hmm. um so that's very important to me but I think ways in which you struggle are
0: are you saying you as in the general no no
1: like you and I okay so I think ways in which we struggle like you said it's just it's time and I think it really makes it apparent the amount of time we had before Lucy when we thought that we didn't have any time yet we had way more than we do now like we just pick up and go out for dinner like I'd go I'd leave from the home and I'd pick you up at the bus station we go for dinner we go see a movie or we you know
0: that has nothing to do with time though that's to do with entertainment and what we're doing with our time
1: No, no 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 well that's time away from baby time, time away from the home doing things. But because we can't just leave the house because we don't have a nanny or babysitter on call. Mm -hmm. um, We're still spending time together. Yes, I know, but doing different things. And it's, I think, um,
0: but in some ways we're doing more more stuff. Like I guarantee you on a random Saturday, we wouldn't be like, let's go to a pumpkin patch or (laughs) like, let's go on a hayride, you know, because we'd be just hung over laying in bed till 3 p.m. Yeah, and it would just be like uh. okay. So,
1: a lack of intimate time then, because if we're laying in bed, we're laying in bed together, and like we're cuddling and whatever.
0: You're referring to the hungover hornies, as <laughs> you call them. Is
1: that the official name? Well,
0: that's what you call it—hungover hornitis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I call it coitus horneritis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but
0: <laughs> that is your always your demand when we're hungover too.
1: Cut that. What? But <laughs> what? I like, "Cut that."
0: Do you know my joke, though? Yeah. What is it?
1: That I demand sex when we're hungover.
0: No, butt sex. Oh, because you said butt. <laughs> so I get that. That's a funny joke. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's a funny joke.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a. It was a bit of a force, but.
1: <laughs> um. Sorry, it took me so long to get. But um. <clears throat> I, I do think that there is a struggle for intimate time because then the the second that, you know, Lucy's in bed for the night, we're exhausted and like ready to just watch a movie and fall asleep. And mm-hmm. I think that's very different to what it was before because you get home and we're still energetic and, you know, we're still coming down from the day. And it's just like, it's just, it's a more, more energetic time being spent together. Do you not, do you not think so?
0: Well, we we would have more times where you're drinking, where you almost have like a false sense of energy. Like if you're drinking, it kind of keeps no, the night going. No, but even without going. that, like
1: think about think about like in the daytime, right? Like you have more time like sit there and cuddle um, during the day because you're not up chasing around a an eighteen month old around the house, mm-hmm. like making sure she doesn't you know shut her fingers in a door or something. Yeah, we have more time to like sitting there, even just snuggling. And I think and I think that is where a lot of couples, just from what I've heard uh with friends experiences and things like that and like reading online and from us i think that's where a lot of people struggle and again i'm, mm-hmm. I'm only are getting
0: are you are you trying to like are you beating around the bush and trying to avoid saying less sex
1: well, yeah i just okay. don't want to say that directly on this
0: but why though if your brand is being honest about things
1: well because even my dance lessons.
0: Your dad's the most like sex positive person in the world that besides is true. your mom. That
1: is true. That's true. They are they are very sex positive people and uh, they are very um, into each other. They're turning 60 in 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, their marriage is what I aspire to. What? <laughs> no, in 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 a way like they're they're always so lovey-dovey and like touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. And So uh, you're
0: saying we're we got to like kick it up a notch well, to just... get, to get to your 60 year old parents?
1: Well, yeah, I guess Jeez.
0: Alright, well I told you what's happening after this podcast Vasectomy? No <laughs> <laughs> what, Why would I get a vasectomy after this podcast? I sorry,
1: we are just talking about vasectomies I thought
0: No, sex to me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, I'm forcing jokes
1: here <laughs> Oh, I don't mind, this is fun for me This is going to cheer me up Um. <clears throat> Alright Oh, and ways that our marriage has grown our relationship i don't know has we're well.
0: always ha- doing hay rides now and going to, <laughs> we're going to a lot more pumpkin patches <laughs> it's grown in that way
1: yeah no i i think we're doing a lot more and we're having we're sharing more experiences and those are intimate in a different way and that's really great uh that we weren't doing before because we've we were always just, done a lot no though. but i'm just we've always done a lot but i'm just saying instead of maybe laying in bed watching tv Because we're hungover, Mm -hmm. we are getting up at eight a.m. and then have like a whole day of stuff Mm -hmm. planned. And that's I like how
0: you're able to spin the (laughs) laying in bed as a good thing, and then in the next part, on the flip side, saying instead of just laying in bed, we're actually going to a pumpkin patch. And in the other way, it was like, well, we used to you know lay in bed and snuggle, and then it was very positive. Well,
1: okay, nothing is black and white. There's pros and cons to everything, and it's all great. Mm -hmm.
0: What about a citizen Kane?
1: that's black and white and gray though babe Mm
0: -hmm. again i'm trying to go for a high joke account here
1: all right um are you are you this worried about not having callers that you're really trying to crowbar jokes in
0: you know how i am
1: (laughs) what time are we at i don't know okay um all right the next one uh does kind of go with it how do you find time as a couple with a toddler Get Jeez, a, lot a of time, babysitter. Though. Get a babysitter, and that's that's the thing. It's we get babysitters when we can. Um, mm. uh, like we, we we go out what once every couple weeks, even if it's just for a couple hours. Yeah, it's
0: say once every three weeks.
1: Yeah, we go out to watch a movie, or like last weekend we got away for a night, and that was so good and so needed, um, and we had a blast. Like we had way too much fun, um, and we took like we left Lucy with. Uh, Shane's stepmom and then my parents and we drove for three hours to get out into wine country had like a crazy fun time
0: well we did a million things so it's almost like we made one night feel like a week and a half
1: yeah it was amazing
0: and that's what I would say to to plan as many things plan as best as uh, possible so then you actually feel like you made your night worthwhile Mm. because nothing's worse than getting the babysitter and everything and not having a super enjoyable time Mm -hmm. and again it's hard to predict but you want to stack the 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 cards in your the best favor Mm -hmm. just to make up an expression
1: no but i I find like in to go with what we were saying before where it's you know hard to find time where you have just you two in that connection Mm -hmm. where you don't have to worry about somebody the only way to solve that is to get babysitters
0: yeah and it's easier said than done in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. because for us we're very spoiled we acknowledge that i have uh step parents and uh biological parents which is helpful in this instance uh and we have your parents right around the corner who are very very accommodating and helpful and kind
1: and not to about my brother and his girlfriend are very chill people and they often like to spend a friday night sitting on our couch watching tv so shay and i can go to a movie yeah so it's 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 pretty amazing however i do want to find like a really good like when lucy's you know maybe two, I want to find a really good, like, high school babysitter that we can, you know, even if we just give Mm -hmm. her, like, minimum wage, just for one extra person in the
0: mix. And I do think if if you are a person who's not fortunate enough to have... A great family or a lot of family uh, living nearby
1: there is a program I know it's in Hamilton Uh, it might be nationally or internationally and if it's if this particular one isn't I can guarantee there's one like this in your area for moms that are listening and wishing they had access to babysitters Uh, so there's a program in Hamilton where we live called sitterhood and it's moms like you sign in there as a mom Uh, You have, like, your own profile. I haven't done it, so I don't exactly know how it works. But I have friends that do it, and they love it. Uh, And then you, like, communicate with other moms in the area. And if you need to drop off your kid for a couple hours to go do something, you can. And then I'm pretty sure, I don't even think it's, I don't know if you pay them or if it's just, like, tradesies. Okay.
0: Hypothetical scenario. And I don't mean to be sexist here, but I am curious what you do. Uh, You sign up for Sitterhood. Six foot four dude shows up to babysit Lou. What do you do?
1: Well, it's I, the thing is I would know who's coming based on their profile. So if it's a dad on paternity leave, then mm-hmm. that's what i see ever, on the profile. Would you ever,
0: would you ever pick a man?
1: Yeah. I There's dads that come to our mom events or like parent events, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh And they're like so nice. Like, so there's only a few of them, but they're like all the ones I've talked to have been so nice and like very easy to talk to. Love their kids. Like, I For 100%, I would choose one of them.
0: He looks great in his profile picture, seems nice enough, shows up wearing a, uh, like, a <clears throat> like a weird baseball cap and aviators. And then, he won't remove them.
1: <laughs> I call it cops. But the thing is, like, I'd imagine, and again, I don't know how it works, but I imagine that I'd, you know, see these women around town, maybe at events, or maybe we'd go out for a coffee before we put each other on our, like you know mm-hmm. i'll let this person babysit my kid list but anyhow it is I'm just, tough
0: because you do never know but
1: oh, you never know anybody mm-hmm. but so many. but
0: i mean some people are so uh, paranoid about someone they don't implicitly trust yeah that uh that could be tough for those people but for everyone else like i'm i'm kind of a tr- too trusting of a person i guess
1: i'm very trusting as well um which is good and bad but I I do think I don't know I need to check out Sitterhood and if you're from the area check out Sitterhood yourself because I'm sure this is all explained uh in there but check it out because I do know women who love it all right postpartum rage so that's just a topic not a question postpartum rage
0: okay take it away
1: well I have a question for you do you feel that I was ragey postpartum no I feel uh like I wasn't ragey and I I know women who were I think everybody's emotions uh and hormones react differently to postpartum I was like very very anxious and very depressed at times but I wasn't I wasn't ragey um but the anxiety was really screwing me up like with it like internally it was really screwing me up because I'd get so anxious about everything like uh I remember one night like you had a work thing and you were gone and then you came back the next day it's like nothing happened and nothing went wrong like we said good night love you whatever then I woke up the next morning or sorry you called me the next morning because I hadn't really slept and then I was like in a panic and I'm like we're divorced aren't we That's what's happening and I was like so upset About it and you're like Alex what the hell are you talking about
0: mm-hmm. And
1: then I was like I just know it That's what's gonna happen and like I honestly Like I know that it was ridiculous And I know I was being so irrational But I couldn't stop that Like I just couldn't stop and like the more I felt like guilty about saying those Things and the more I realized that I was being Irrational it was like The deeper I got into it because then I was like Embarrassed and like why am i being so irrational and it was just it was wacky and i was uh i was going through waves of definitely feeling very very anxious post- postpartum but not but not really ragey hmm.
0: well the only hormones i'm worried about are the ones after we're done recording this podcast oh, Christ. jeez always What? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that good <laughs> Is that no good? It's I'm funny. feeling incredibly silly right now for some reason. I don't know why, but just to address that for real, I don't think you're any different, really, after the pregnancy than you are any other time because you are kind of a emotional roller coaster of a person. Yeah, but I
1: don't think that's true. I know, and I know you've said that, but
0: and I also might add, you're a denial type person. You you don't see yourself.
1: No, you know what it is. And I know exactly what it is. I don't tell you. And this is actually leads into the question I was going to ask you later. But my biggest problem is that I don't communicate what I'm thinking and my emotions. You don't well think
0: enough. you communicate, but you do. No, Just no, no, not no, with no, your no. words. Here's the,
1: here's the thing. And that's the thing. I don't communicate it with my words. And then so when I'm like acting a different way, like not happy, then you're like, what the heck's wrong with Alex and then I don't say anything and then it's just like a day of like me working through it internally and not saying anything to you as I'm working through it and then I'll go from like happy because I'm like at a point where I'm like yeah okay I'm getting over this to then getting all kind of screwy again and you know kind of not so happy again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and uh, that's just because I'm working through it internally without telling you but I think if I was telling you then you wouldn't think I was roller coastery. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, sure, but you're not, and therefore you are. Like, that's like me saying, oh, I don't have a quick temper. Uh, I'm just the type that when I have something on my mind, I speak too soon, and that's why you think I'm quick-tempered. Yeah.
1: Okay, so so I need to be more communicative.
0: Yeah, but... And your emotions do change very... Well,
1: because I'm trying to work it all out in my head, and then... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: Just because you know why you're this way doesn't mean you're not this way.
1: Right, right. Okay, I get it. I I get it. Mm -hmm. I admit it. I admit it. But I will try to get better at communicating to you verbally uh, when Mm. I'm upset or feeling like off or something like that. And
0: it, it, it is different because when you're not feeling well, it's such a subtle, silent type of treatment That it's almost like not mean enough to even seem mean. But I like things to be very light and happy all all the times. Especially if somebody's always happy. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if my dad was acting the way you are, I'd be like, that's my dad's normal default mode. If John is being quiet at a dinner, I'd be like, why is John in a weird mood? I'd be like, did I do something to make (laughs) my father-in-law upset? Because you get to know people's default mm-hmm. personalities and moods. And then if they're not acting like themselves, you begin to question it. And sometimes you don't act like your true happy self. Yeah. And maybe I'm being hard on you because you are so bubbly normally that when you're not, it's really magnified. But
1: No, but I, I, mm. I think that for both of our sakes it is something that i definitely need to work on i know i've been saying that for a while but it's hard to work on because then when you're in that mood and it's like time to work on it the last thing you want to do is like work you know what i mean yeah it's difficult but just to finish that if you are experiencing postpartum rage know that that is completely normal however if it is getting to a point where it's impacting your happiness your relationships Uh, how you feel about those around you and how you feel about yourself then absolutely and without shame uh, seek help because there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Why would
0: they ever bring me along? (laughs) For help? Yeah.
1: (laughs) You give good advice to me but you know me. I don't Mm. think you're going to give good advice to a stranger.
0: I was making a without shame (laughs) joke. (laughs)
1: Without shame instead of without shame? Yeah I was Mm. acting like I
0: misheard Man, this is probably the most annoying I've ever been. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just feel the need. You know I'm what I am mean? getting
1: a kick. It's all right. But uh, yeah, seek help. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think it is the healthiest thing to do in that scenario. Right. Um. <clears throat> all right. The next question, sleep training and toddler food. We talk about uh, sleep training quite often. I don't know how much we want to get into it. We're, we, we like sleep training, we did it. It's worked out so well for us. So I recommend doing it. We did like a mix between kind of use Ferber as guidelines, but then, you know, we were led by our own intuition in what Lucy needed and what we could kind of let her be on her own for. So that's what I'd recommend. Just be intuitive. But sleep training did uh, help me Emotionally and physically In regards to my tiredness And my ability to be a good parent And I think it was ultimately Very good for our entire family's life Um,
0: Yeah yeah Furbies
1: Toddler food Shane can you describe What it's been like to feed Lucy lately
0: Well you kind of Sit her down And you put something in front of her face And then she'll (laughs) throw it at you (laughs) She'll go no And then she will uh, You'll go to pick her up out of her chair and then she'll do a thing where she's like, no. And she'll, do, she'll turn her body into a bit of a pencil so you can't move her. It's like this really stiff pencil. <laughs> you need someone to be a little bit bendy to get out of the high chair. And then it's like, why would you want to sit and not eat? And then she'll just stare at the cupboard that has more of the tasty baby treats. And she'll be like, hmm, and start looking <laughs> at you. And then we'll just be like, okay, we'll just sit there. Well, she's not eating until she gets – you play like this weird game of patience and then eventually she'll just stand up.
1: Feeding toddlers is exhausting. Lucy was the best – like, Shane, wasn't she the best eater,
0: honestly, as a baby? She was. The problem is once you get a taste of sugar, there's no going back. I
1: don't even think it's that. It is that. No, I think it's once you get a taste of control and knowing that you can say yes and no to things, there's no going back.
0: If she didn't know that delicious things existed, she wouldn't care. A, a, a strawberry would be the greatest treat in the world. An apple would be like, But it oh. is. Look
1: at, look at her with grapes. Nothing beats a grape for her.
0: To this day, grapes are still great for me. <laughs> if there's a plate of grapes, I'm like, oh, a Mars bar is better. But once you start eating a grape, it's hard to stop.
1: Oh, they're delicious.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah. It's just all about the taste
1: yeah lucy will sit there like she is a fruit monster so she would be happy to only eat fruit for every meal every day um and it has been such a challenge because once she hit a certain age she stopped being the great eater that she was and she turned into this the great eater a great eater is but she will pick and choose what she wants to eat and once so like one day i will serve her an amazing lasagna that her Nona makes and she will devour the entire thing because Nona's a great cook. And then the next day, I'll give Lucy the same lasagna and she will take her hand and she will just flatten it right mm-hmm. on the tray. She'll flatten it and then she'll push it off on my white walls. And then it's just an annoying Sometimes it disaster. works
0: if you shove a little piece in her mouth and she gets a taste for it. And then she'll say, this is delicious.
1: You just got to kind of sneak up. Like, yeah. Not like shove it in, but like sneak up on her and like let it like touch her lips a little bit or if you pretend it's your food and that she's not allowed to have any and then she automatically wants it and will eat it but feeding a toddler has been very difficult as i say anytime i talk about child like baby feeding or feeding toddlers at all go check out feeding littles they have amazing courses They're an amazing source of um, inspiration and knowledge, uh, and they are so helpful in strategies you can use to get your toddlers to become better eaters, get your babies to become better eaters, and baby-led weaning in general. So check out feeding feeding littles because they are ultimately the pros. So do that. Next question: What's your plan when having a disagreement with your spouse and the child is around? Mm. so if I can start I want to say uh that having a disagreement is not the same as having an argument or having a yelling match and you can have disagreements in front of your kid at any age Mm -hmm. as long as you're acting how you should which is even if you're frustrated being respectful towards each other and still being kind and I think that it's healthy to have disagreements in front of your kids so that they can see how you work through them that you can still love each other even though you're having disagreements Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you just avoid having disagreements in front of your kids and just always do it behind closed doors I think that is going to screw up the kids even more because then they're going to assume that you know they're going to start getting in relationships obviously at some time at some age and then it's like the second they have a disagreement with their partner, are they going to freak out and not know how to handle it and think it's totally abnormal? Like disagreements are healthy in a, in a marriage or in a partnership. Um, I have trouble with disagreements <laughs> and I like really have a hard time uh, dealing with them because I just like to ignore things, but we disagree in front of Lucy all the time, in totally respectful and like quiet ways, and I think that having Lucy there like reminds us to be like yeah. chill and calm. And, and Lucy
0: doesn't understand the middle finger yet, so <laughs> it is very helpful. <laughs>
1: no, but I, I I do think that it's not something you should totally avoid. I think that if you are at the point where you're gonna like yell or, or scream or something, and it's something that that's that serious, or your temper is that high for yourself and not for your kid, maybe you just need to walk away for 10 minutes, recuperate, and then get back to it.
0: 100%. And I am not perfect at this. And I have yelled in front of Lucy. And I feel very stupid afterwards. And it's a a good reminder to not yell if you do yell because you just feel like an idiot. You feel like you're like a crazy dad in a movie or something or abusive to do it in front of a child so anytime I do that I'm definitely like brain spanked afterwards and like geez I feel like an idiot so I don't want to sit here and act like I'm the perfect person because I have yelled at you in front of Lucy and vice versa if we're being honest
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it has happened um but we really try not to and we really try to again if it's like a minor disagreement totally fine disagreeing in front of lucy if it's something where we're both more heated it usually only takes one of us to raise our voice before we both even though we're disagreeing and we're mad at each other we both realize that we need to tone it down i think Mm -hmm. but it it only takes one person to kind of cross that line a little bit and then we both go back to i think a more uh easy to manage level Mm -hmm. I think it's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so I think if one of you yells and you can't calm down, like both realize that you need to take it down a notch, then just separate for 10 minutes, calm down, recuperate, and then come back to each other and finish your argument because you always need to finish an argument uh, and finish it when you're in a better state of mind.
0: What are your thoughts about just sending (laughs) crazy texts to each other? (laughs) Like I just go upstairs and I'm just like, Here's the fucking thing or something and I'm just like I hate, sending you Okay, text.
1: So I think that's a terrible idea because okay. there's no tone, inflection, emotion in a text. What if I'm saying- and it's so easy here. And from my perspective, it's so easy for me to be like totally cruel in a text message if I wanted to be. I could be so cruel and without like, because I would never be able to bring myself to say something that I could write in a text because it's not like
0: how mm-hmm. I feel
1: actually so
0: you have a small wiener what
1: no i could say that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um yeah it's i I, that's terrible because you need to you need to be seeing the person when you're arguing in order to resolve it i think otherwise it'll just go on forever in this like crazy texty world my ex-boyfriend and i were terrible with that and like because he didn't really work So I'd be at work and like he'd be at home stewing about something and then we'd get in these text message arguments and they'd last all day long. So every break I took, every bathroom break, I'd open my phone. There'd be all these paragraphs. It's, It's
0: different if you're not in the same household. I'm saying if you're texting and you're within, you can go no, and talk no, to the No, no. Terrible person. idea. Terrible okay. idea. I thought it was good. But. No,
1: like any... Okay. That's happened to us before, right? Where we like... We went separate ways for a little bit to cool down. But then instead of cooling down and coming back together, once we were in our separate ways to cool down, we started texting each other. And it's always terrible. And then it always ends up with like one of us like going to the other one. And then we both just like cry and hug and like... You know what I mean? So I think... It needs to be done in person looking at each other so that you can feel the emotion and see the t- like hear the tone and you know what I mean?
0: No, I don't need all that. But if you do, I respect it.
1: I think you do too. I think I think it's easier to resolve an argument. And I think you don't know you need that, but you do.
0: I like the text.
1: <laughs> Maybe for yourself, but I think it's better for us as a couple when it's uh, in sure. person.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm learning.
1: Do you think we're destined to be mothers and did it come to you naturally?
0: I think I was. Oh, (laughs) it's weird. You say no and I say yes. Isn't that weird?
1: Uh, No, I don't think we're destined to be mothers. Why not? I think that there is a lot that does um, push us to have that mindset, but I don't think that's the same for every single person. I think we are. (laughs) I'm glad you could speak as one of us, Shane.
0: Aren't I one of us, though? Aren't these questions for us?
1: Well, you're, you're not a woman.
0: Yet. Ooh. No, um, but w- sorry, I'm confused.
1: Okay, so this question's for me. Do you think we're destined to be mothers? And did it come to you naturally? So obviously it wouldn't come to you naturally. It's the
0: universal we? As women. Okay, then say it. That's very confusing for me two to Two women. Okay, do well you don't think- leave old shady boy out. <laughs> <laughs> do you think
1: we're destined to be mothers? Uh, I think that there's a lot biologically working in our favor to, uh, you know that our bodies kind of persuade us to have kids whether we are um, tuned in with that or not however not everybody works the same and I, I don't think all women want to be mothers and are destined to be mothers I for a long time didn't want kids didn't think I would have kids and thought I'd be like totally fine without having kids when I met Shane things just totally changed maybe it was a combination of knowing myself and age and meeting shane but we both knew right away we wanted a family uh and then i never looked back however i know lots of women with their life partners and they don't want kids and they are so happy in their paths uh not having kids and i think that is so normal i think that's just as normal as wanting a family um so i don't i don't think you're destined Everybody is destined to be a mother. Um, But I do think there's obviously a lot biologically pushing us in that direction. So if you're like dying to be a mother when you're a kid, like look at little girls. They all play with dolls. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think it's crazy that women grew up wanting to be moms and be nurturing and things like that. But
0: no, but I do think a lot of people are destined to be moms. And I do think women are destined to be moms. And I do think guys are destined to be dads. It's just women have uh, the disadvantage of having to push that a little bit earlier, like you know, twenty mm-hmm. years earlier than a man does. So it's, it's very not uncommon for a fifty-year-old to have his first child these days, right? Yeah. But women, they kind of like if you are thirty-eight, it's. For a lot of people it's do or die time now there's medical advances where you can actually Mm -hmm. push it a little bit further but i mean realistically 38 is kind of when you feel like the garage door is closing and you're either gonna slip under it or stay in the in the house you know bad metaphor admittedly (laughs) i'll admit that okay i'm not the metaphor king (laughs) but i do and and you know how many times have you heard someone say i don't want kids woman and then they're in their late 30s and then all of a sudden, they do want kids, and they're like, oh, shit, and then they have fertility issues, or they're pursuing uh, you know, other methods to try to get pregnant. This has happened to people I know. You hear people, and they say that, oh, we're happy not having kids, and maybe they're in their 40s, but you don't get to see those people really in their 60s when maybe they're like, oh, geez, I, I wish I did have kids. Is, I know I'm being provocative a little bit here. <laughs>
1: I'm giving Shane a look right now.
0: I know. But on, honestly, you you hear about it when it's, it's in that fun phase of life when, yeah, it is a little bit freeing to not have any kids okay. in your 40s. But how is it in your 50s and 60s?
1: What about my aunt and uncle who don't have any children? They're in their mm-hmm. mid-60s. Yeah, there's outliers. they are so happy. And honestly, I, I could not ever picture them having kids. I don't think mm-hmm. being parents was ever in the cards for them. Just like... Not because they weren't able to. They were definitely able to, but I just don't think it was ever in the cards for them, uh, personality wise, or just what they like. I 100% to
0: do. agree with you, mm-hmm. and they are happy, and I'm not saying there's not outliers, but I'm just trying to be interesting on a podcast.
1: No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, and I'm always down for that. I just, you know, want to be careful.
0: Be careful for what?
1: Uh, I think.
0: I can be wrong. Like the there's no, two people on a podcast. If if one man is offending <laughs> you, that's fine. It's just yeah. my stupid opinion.
1: No, I know that. I know that. Um, and I don't think your opinion is stupid. I think it's valid because we all perceive things differently and we all we all make our opinions and know things based on experiences and people we know and situations. Yeah, I'm just that saying in my seen. limited yeah. experience. No, and that's my... the thing, and I think that's just as valid as anything else because you know the majority of people you know in that position have that just because point i've of view. seen a
0: lot of women change their minds mm-hmm. on the they were very steadfast in their opinion in their 20s they flipped in their 30s late 30s and i'm just wondering if their opinions once that uh, opportunity closes mm-hmm. if it there's a percentage of people
1: i wonder if there's studies on that that would be very mm-hmm. interesting uh, to check out if anybody has uh, information on a s- study like that please send it my way because i'd be so willing to check it out to listen to it yeah read it. I, and
0: I bet there's a lot of people who are reluctant to admit that once yeah. the window of opportunity has closed to have a biological and here's child. And the thing.
1: And I bet like even if they are regretful or saddened in any way, I bet that maybe they even forget that they were regretful or saddened that they didn't do that because then they just say, all right, this isn't the way my life is going to be. My life is going to be this way. And then they just totally make a new life without that even being considered and that it's just like when women forget how much labor and the actual birthing the baby and then the first three months postpartum mm-hmm. is. Like, we forget how bad that is. Yeah. And then you, like, create this new narrative in your head just with the good things, right? And how sweet your newborn baby was, not how in a days like, how much in a days you were things like that. So I bet, I bet it's similar to that where you just focus on the positives and only mm-hmm. the positives.
0: I want to see the stats, though, on women or just or men 75 to 100 who have chose not to have children if they regretted it in those moments.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting thought, isn't it? That
1: yeah, it is. Um all right. So another question. Thoughts on screen time? I'm way too chill about it, I think. Shame, do you want to start?
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's good for anyone. Like let's just start at adults here. Like I as a child uh there wasn't iPhones or anything. I guess we just had the TV. We watched it too much. But as an adult like now I I've got the TV everywhere there's a screen. I think the most I'm not on a screen is when we're doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And that's a very no, honestly, sad thing to is. admit. Yeah. But if we're talking about kids and screen time, which obviously we are, I think, yeah, it's always, everyone's too chill about it. Even the the mom who's got the blog pretending that they don't give their kid any screen time, mm-hmm. they're probably too chill about it and too embarrassed to admit it. But it is a great pacifier. And, you know, much like doing the slippery slope with the sugar and the kid relying on that to calm them down. Like, you know, when Lou was going nuts mm-hmm. at her mealtime, we were thinking about giving her some sugar to calm her down but But we we didn't we didn't we
1: didn't and we didn't because we realized that's the direction she's going in and that's what she is trying to do and manipulate us uh and we are fighting against that just like we have done in the past with screen time
0: i think it's a matter of uh do you want the short-term gain or the long-term gain and in the current state you're in what can you handle Mm mm-hmm If you're in a state where you're so worked up or feeling so down or so stressed and the short-term gain outweighs the long-term benefit of not giving your child exactly what they want, whether it be TV or that snack they want, I think go for whatever mental state you're in at that time. And then it's a lot easier to be guilt-free. But if you're letting the child watch TV and you're kind of seeing TV and you're like, I'm feeling shame or guilt or like I'm lazy here that is a good sign that you're doing the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. I think that's the such a good way to put it. That's actually a very insightful way to put it, and I, I'm glad you said that. Um, and that's the route I was going to take with it. So, like, today we didn't give Lou that snack because I realized in the past couple of days especially, she's been, you know, squishing her food, throwing her food at me, and waiting in her chair for something better because I don't want her to go to bed hungry, obviously. So I'm going to give her something even if it's like the thing, you know, as long as she eats something, I'll give her, you know, a big bowl of grapes. Instead, I'll give her the, uh, baby like carrot nutri bar just so that she has something to eat. Right. And then like tonight and yesterday, we realized that she was preying on us and she's a manipulative little sucker. Um, And then we started to fight against that and we're now trying to reverse that habit that we created. And I feel like we've done that in the past with screen time. So uh, when we first started having Lucy, when we first started letting Lucy have have a little screen time, um, it was so that I could get things. It was me so that I could get things done around the house. And I desperately needed to because I wasn't getting anything done. It was very difficult. So I started putting on Sesame Street for a little bit. And like even now, like she if we put something on TV, she watches it. She doesn't watch it. She runs in the toy room. She comes back out and watches it. And she's she's a busybody. She's always going around. But um, when I first realized that she was like, you know, throwing a tantrum because I wouldn't turn it on or throwing a tantrum when I turned it off. Then that's when I realized, okay, we need to step back from this for a little bit and just not involve it in our lives Mm -hmm. at all. And then we step back from it and we kind of reset. Um, I I honestly, like, I think there's a lot of benefit to some screen time uh, for the family, especially if you're not relying on it and using Mm -hmm. it as a pacifier. Like Shane said, like, you can't use it as a pacifier every day. But if you can't handle something at that time because of whatever else happening, then use it because it so outweighs any of the cons. But you just can't do that every day. Um, And like we look at our days with Lucy, like a typical Saturday. I mean, we're out and about all day long. So if we watch, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of Peppa when we get home and we all need a little Mm -hmm. break, we're all three of us will be like cuddling on the couch, laughing at Peppa, watching together, dancing when the music comes on. And it's just it's a calm down experience it's family cuddle time and we've done so much all day to nurture her her developmental stages and to nurture you know her growing so I never feel guilty about that and like Shane said if there's ever a time when I have it on because I'm doing something else and then I start thinking like you're just feeling a little bit guilty mm-hmm. or like it doesn't need to be on I just go turn it off And uh, we're at the point now where even if Lou gets a little upset, she's not, she doesn't care that much. It's so easy to distract her away from it because she doesn't have that dependency on it. But I don't think you should use it as a pacifier every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And don't put yourself in that habit. However, if you did get in that habit and if you do use it as a pacifier and like when you're out, if you give your kid your cell phone, if you put on like TV on your cell phone so that they could watch it when you're out, reset. It'll be hard, and you'll have to go through some temper tantrums publicly, but it's so worth it to reset and to get in a place where the kid kind of forgets that they ever relied on it initially.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think man, woman, or child, we all need less screen time.
1: Huge, And yeah. any
0: time we can get a chance not to look at our phones or a screen, take advantage of that, and you will feel like you're enjoying yourself a mm-hmm. lot more. So I suggest maybe people even try, like, a, I've heard of people do this. I've never done this, so don't feel like i'm <laughs> saying like i'm i can i can do this but sundays without cell phones where you just Ooh. make a thing where you don't look at your cell phone on a sunday never tried it don't know if do i can you think
1: we would be able to
0: i don't know i'm just saying i've heard people trying it and Shit, they've this enjoyed it it would be it. a
1: great blog post i know can we try it what
0: sorry people are yelling at each other outside our house i think it's at a dog so that's okay that scared me. Anyway, yeah,
1: I would love to try this. Sure, doesn't have to be tomorrow. Could be tomorrow. Doesn't have to be. Um,
0: well, you might need a week to build up to something like that. But we
1: could do it next Sunday. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's let's do that.
1: Stay tuned for a blog post about uh, cell phoneless Sundays if we work up the courage. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but uh, I will say, just to add to that, sorry, um, it is recommended just on screen time by. Uh, health associate health associations in Canada and the US that um, between zero and two years old there should be no screen time aside from like FaceTime or something because kids when they're watching TV they can't uh, learn social cues they don't actually learn words and things like that however when they're FaceTime how does
0: Lou know the word Peppa
1: well because we because we're sitting there interacting with her when we watch it because she doesn't just sit there and watch it like I sit there and I say where's Peppa where's George and that makes it different um and that's like why they say that FaceTime and Skype is okay because Mm -hmm. you're sitting there and you're saying where's grandma where's grandpa wave hi and you're interacting the entire time where's daddy like we FaceTime Shane all the time when he's at work because he commutes so he doesn't get home until late. Mm -hmm. So Shane says, oh, Lucy, where's daddy? And she'll point to him and he'll say hi. And then she'll say hi back. And it's very interactive. So like the possibility for learning and development there is so different than just sitting there sedentary in in front of a TV. But then in between the ages of two and five, they recommend uh, one hour, no more than one hour of TV a day. And then between, uh, sorry, then over five no more than two hours. And obviously a lot of people watch a lot more TV than that. A lot of families watch a lot more TV than that. Um, but again, that's per day. And Lucy goes many days without watching TV. And then maybe she'll watch an hour on one Sunday when we're just wiped. Because well, sometimes we've been
0: she'll out. go a full day where all she's doing is watching TV she won't I'm kidding just let's move on I'm (laughs) done with the TV all
1: right I just want to cover all our bases
0: I know but I just don't like some association telling me that I'm a bad dad
1: you ain't a bad dad thank you all right what was the most helpful for people to okay this was worded on so what was the most helpful thing for people to do that supported you during your miscarriage uh okay so for me Just saying that, hey, Alex, I know what's going on and I'm here for you. Honestly, like I don't want people, you know, promising me things and they don't have to go out of their way. Just as long as they hear me, they're there for me emotionally and they know that I'm not going to be, you know, maybe the most responsive or the best friend or family member or whatever at that time because I'm going through a lot emotionally that's all I need. And that just knowing that they know and that they're there if I need them in whatever capacity, that's all I need. And that is so comforting.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, Shane, I'm, I'm curious to know what you like for men, because it's different, but you're still grieving. And do you have guys like offering the same comfort and help? Like I have a lot of women offering me comfort and help.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have the same? Yeah, my my viewpoint is for, for just the way I process things is it's nice if they do and it's nice if they don't. So yeah, I appreciate no one talking to me and I appreciate <laughs> someone coming to me with an honest to God feet, way they feel Genuine. or support for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool either way, whatever feels like the most you think to do mm-hmm. is the way I like it. And I realize that's not for everyone because some people do want everyone to come and say something just to acknowledge it for me. I've kind of red flagged my personality type my whole life. So everyone kind of knows how to handle me.
1: Mm -hmm. Did you have many male friends uh, saying things to you?
0: Not not many. Not many. But the ones that I'd expect to did and the ones I expect to not didn't. Yeah. And the ones that didn't would come up and they'd be like, is it weird I didn't say anything to you? I was like, (laughs) no, no, it's fine. (laughs) you know what I mean
1: yeah and that's even you know and that's even a funny way of like saying like I was thinking about you but I didn't know what to do so I just did nothing but I was thinking about you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think that's as genuine as it gets as well honestly and I think that's like even heartwarming in a sense
0: yeah everything I'm I'm very easygoing and I don't I expect nothing and I'm happier that way
1: All right. So next question. Do you plan for the next stage in your baby's life or do you just take it day by day letting them lead? So honestly, we take it day by day. I think that if I was always, you know, looking for, okay, she should be hitting this developmental milestone now. She should be hitting this benchmark next week. Uh, We're going to enter into this phase and I need to start preparing this. I would go insane. I have enough things to think about. I have enough worries day to day that are Lucy specific that if I was thinking about what was going to happen in the next stage, I would be an emotional Mm -hmm. wreck. What do you think?
0: i'm just cliche parent everything lucy does i figure she's ahead of the curve she's <laughs> smarter more athletic like she's somehow figuring things out more than anyone else so like, coordinated yeah no matter what she's doing i'm like she's doing it better
1: but even our own experiences aside i think that you do need to let your own baby lead and take things day by day because if you're comparing yourself to other mothers other fathers other parents you know things aren't going to line up because every baby does develop differently and this is hammered into mothers so much but it's so hard i think for mothers to internalize because we're just inherently worried about their development and we just want to know make sure that we're doing a good job but you really can't i mean i have friends whose kids started walking what would be considered really late like i i think around 2 years old and i have other friends whose kids started walking at 9 months and those kids are now at the same level mm-hmm. and they are, you know, there are very few differences between them and they're both very well-adjusted kids. Um, and if they were to spend all their time comparing, then I think they just make themselves sick. All right. This is a topic.
0: How many more do we have, by the way? Two. Okay, good.
1: People who choose not to post pictures of their kids online, discuss.
0: I I think it's different. It's a bold choice. I totally respect it. I couldn't do it just because my personality type and your personality type aligned so much that we're yeah. so open and so just like – It's almost like we're hiding in our openness because it's like, if everyone's open, it's who cares? You know what I mean? But if I was a celebrity, I might be more concerned about safety or someone seeking out my kid for ransom or some Frank Sinatra situation.
1: What's the Frank Sinatra situation? His son was kidnapped. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did he get returned? Yeah, he did. Oh, but they, there's
0: been things like this that have happened in history. The where
1: the, the Hinden the Heidelberg baby. What was that baby?
0: Lindenberg. Yes, yeah.
1: the Lindenberg kidnapping. That baby died, didn't it?
0: Something. These things happen. Point is, and uh, I I do think it is different to when when I see someone uh, putting a little dot over their kid's face or something. I do just because mm-hmm. I can be a bit of a like an asshole thought person. It's not even how I actually feel. It's just my knee-jerk reaction is, look at this pretentious asshole. Thinks they're better than me, right? Just because most people are showing their kids to someone who's not. It's like someone being a vegan. I don't know. I, I think nothing's wrong with it. They're actually... Yeah. I, I do think it's good not to harm animals. But something about it does trigger me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. In a it's, judgmental It's way. probably
1: the best thing, and it is the best thing, not to put photos of your kids mm-hmm. online for, like... A ton of reasons from their safety to their identity mm-hmm. of themselves as they grow older. But yeah. I I'm get too it. vain. I get it. I'm
0: like, look at my beautiful princess. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like,
1: oh she's doing Chicken something. Princess bald. Like Lou could be
0: hideous. I have no idea. I just look at her as the best kid that ever lived. So it's like here she is. Like, look at my Instagram feed. Like, I don't think I've ever posted a photo without Lucy because, again, Lucy's me, but like 2.0 and she's better than me. So.
1: Uh, do you remember? Okay. So there's the mashup of posting photos of your kids but not showing their faces. There was this one Instagram account that I found a while ago when I first started this family tree blog. And uh, it was this, this mother. Maybe she's following. Maybe she's a podcast listener. I don't know. Um, but she posts lots of photos of her kids online. However, they're always really low quality photos, mm-hmm. uh, and like in kind, like it's always kind of dark for some reason. And then she doesn't like put like a black dot in front of their faces, but like she blurs out their faces, yeah. like it's in like a newsreel, and she, mm-hmm. they're like protecting the identity of the kids. And it is so freaky.
0: It is distracting, especially if you're running maybe a motherhood account. It's terrifying.
1: She was she she runs a motherhood that's,
0: account. That's when it becomes very strange, and it's almost like maybe find a way. To not even have the kid in the photo? I wouldn't photos, have them in the photos at all. Or hire an actor child, potentially, Dude, something. who's not? I, just
1: use letter boards. That's the easiest way, probably, to get your point across without using it like mm. a kid. I was
0: kidding about an actor child, by the way. No, I, know, I uh, like that, though. Okay.
1: Good suggestion, babe. All right.
0: And, and what I was yeah. just lastly going to say, in a weird way, it makes me want to see the kid more. It
1: 100 makes... So it oh almost gosh. makes
0: me feel like I've got to track this kid down, find him, and just see what they look like.
1: And 100%. then I'm
0: being the very thing that they want to avoid. Okay,
1: do you remember when Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, they weren't allowing any press to, to take pictures of Surrey when she was first born of their kid? And then I'm sitting there and I was like in a press Hilton in those days and everything. And I'm like, it's been five months and there's still no public pictures of Surrey. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about celebs. I don't care about Tom Cruise. I don't care about Katie Holmes. Like... These things are so low on the totem pole of what I care about, but I was, like, desperate to see a picture of Surrey Cruz.
0: Man, that name did not age well, eh? Sorry, It
1: is the worst. Okay, so our last question uh, was a write-in, so. That's, like, a big one. Yeah, it's a situation. So I am going to read this situation uh, right now. Go. We recently traveled to see family friends in GAS, Georgia. On a day we had planned to go to the mountains for a hike and other events, it poured the entire day, so decided to stay in town instead. Our friends who would have come with us asked us to come over to their home. Our daughter is one and just started to walk, so she is into everything. Of course, our friend's house was not childproof, as they have no children. I found it very difficult to spend time with them because I was chasing my daughter and constantly telling her that she can't touch things. Maya, our daughter, was frustrated and I felt uncomfortable. So my question is, have you guys brought Lucy to someone else's house that wasn't childproof and what was it like? How did you handle it? Any comments to your friends about their homes or did you just decide to never do that again? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think anytime you go out with child babies, like let's say it's between the ages of zero months and uh, uh, three years old. You just know you're in for it. There's going to be trouble. The kids, like I don't care if that baby house, if that house is baby proof to the max, that kid is going to find the one Mm -hmm. pencil that's just in the desk room and she's going to find a way to get in there, get it and want to stab herself with it or or run with it to potentially fall and have it impale her skull. (laughs) So you always have to be on guard. I'm almost more scared if I do think the house is totally safe. That's when you're in danger because you're not on high alert. It's in the house when the baby is constantly, every two seconds, wanting to jump off yeah. that unsafe object that your baby's actually the safest because you're so <laughs> alert. And I would this is obvious, but I would never say anything to a person with, <laughs> who does not have a child. Could you baby proof your home, please? I know we come by once every three months and in three months it won't matter because she'll be old enough to not need the baby proofing, but you know what I
1: mean? 100%. that That's one of the first things I thought about is that I would never say anything. And then I thought about if, you know, before you and I had a baby, if somebody had said that to us, oh, do you guys mind just like, Tying all your kitchen drawers together So my kid can't Mm -hmm. open them I'd be like Oh Or just Not come over Maybe Yeah I'd just be like offended That you Mm -hmm. That somebody would have asked me Or said something
0: Because as much as you're trying to be uh, That person who's like Speaking up for what's on their mind What if they came up to you And was like Could you not be that annoying mom (laughs) That PTA mom Before their kids even in school
1: Honestly Our house is not baby proofed we have we have a gate guarding the staircase and that's it um and we live in a very old house uh with lots of sharp corners lots of things that can be opened uh so we are just used to being on high alert i think and that's just be like we don't even really think about it anymore it's just second nature Mm -hmm. to us and lucy's just never out of anybody's sight because again like even if she's just in her playroom which is padded. There are still so many things, like even just her toys, that she can and has injured mm-hmm. herself on. Uh, so i th- I think you just always need to be on high alert. Um, the best thing in that position would be to bring as many things as you could for your kid to keep them occupied. As many toys as you can fit in a backpack or in your car, and that would be a good time, I think, to throw on a little Peppa Pig or Sesame Street, so that you could spend time with your friend. And you know, especially oh, yeah. if it's once in a while. Have your kid watch a little TV and get to know what your friends are up to that you haven't seen in ages.
0: And, you know, I like, I enjoy the activity I get chasing Lou around.
1: Yeah, but I, I think, you know, and I get her wanting to, to spend time with her friends that they don't see. And I get that. But, and that's why I just suggest, you know, that's when you throw on a little, give your kid a little screen time just to make it worth it for everybody. um But like, even tonight, like, Lucy and I went to my parents' house for a half hour. And they had a bunch of buddies at their house and they were partying. They were eating charcuterie boards, drinking a lot of wine, drinking whiskey, having a great time. And it's like kids leave and then it's just you and your friends for 30 years if you're all healthy. Fuck
0: fuck that actually. (laughs) I say if you're going to see a friend, a friend who doesn't have a kid doesn't really like maybe women it's different. So maybe this doesn't apply, but. Maybe they don't want to see your baby.
1: With, I want to see my
0: friends. I, baby. I know, yeah. It's different with women, but it, I'm saying if the goal, like if the friend genuinely wants to see your baby, the whole thing is going to be revolved around watching that kid bump around from post oh, to that's post, a good point. and it's all like, oh, look at Lou. Oh, she did this. Hi guys.
1: Oh, she says hi. Oh, look but at- here's the thing: what if what if they were visiting these friends? and it was their only opportunity to see each other okay the now this is a
0: very specific set of circumstances i'm just saying in general right. if you can if you're gonna if you're not gonna see your friend and it's very rare anyway it's very rare anyways if this is a friend you you can make uh, a chance to see from time to time get a babysitter making an event give your friend that one-on-one attention and don't bring the child if the friend really wants to see the child you running around is going to be so cute and entertaining. And this friend maybe is thinking about having a child. I guess, y- You know, all women are destined to have children. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there, there's my BS take on everything.
1: And I appreciate it. Um, so, Shane, that wraps up all of our questions slash topics for the night. Okay. Uh, and I do, I do think you had some good insight to a lot of things. Um, you but too,
0: baby. Uh,
1: Thank you. But uh, everybody who wrote in, thank you so much. Um, Shane and I, we spent too much time talking tonight, so I don't think we need to ask each other any more questions. Heck no. But to all of you,
0: thank you for listening to This this Family Family Tree Tree Podcast. Podcast.
1: Yeah. I like that.